Welcome to the Bringing Rural Back podcast, where we help you live a more prepared and sustainable life today so that you can have a better tomorrow no matter what. This is your host, Greg Carter, and this is episode number 54. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about training a new shooter. Now, on Tuesday, uh, I know I said that I was going to talk about the benefits of training someone else, and just due to something that's happened, I've kind of modified the topic a little bit to deal with a specific subject, but some of the uh, things that would have gone into the original discussion will still be there. Uh, Before we get into the main topic, though, let's do a little chores. I'd like to remind everybody about the Listener Appreciation Contest. Swing by the blog. There'll be a little link or a tab at the top. It says Listener Appreciation. Just click on it. Um, fill out the little form. All you got to do is put your email address, your name, and check a little box that says that you will share the show in some way. That does not add you to the email list. If you want to be on the email list, there'll be a pop-up that happens after you've been on the page for a little bit you can fill it out you can close it out and i'm going to endeavor to start getting those emails out once a week i've been kind of slack on it because everything has been going on so let's talk about what happened that changed the uh, topic just a little first and then we'll get into um training a new shooter The young man at work has recently bought a shotgun. He was all excited. It's a, uh, like a defense shotgun. It's not really tactical per se, but it's, you know, it's got a, a shorter barrel, 22 inch barrel, I think is what he said. And, uh, it's a pump. It's a decent little shotgun. He showed it to me right after he got it, asked me some questions about it. I tried to answer the questions as best I could. He was so excited. He took it to the range, shot it a few times, had a good time, didn't wear hearing protection, which I told him he should always wear, but, you know, he's young and doesn't listen real well sometimes. So he decided he was going to Duracoat it, and uh, he followed the instructions, Duracoated it, did well. Young fella, okay? So he uh, put two shells in the magazine. It's got a plug. He was just kind of goofing around with it. And uh, he racked it. He racked the shell. Forgetting that it was loaded. Did not treat it like it was loaded. And wound up shooting a hole in his roof. Okay? Now young fella. I've already said that. I'm going to say it again. Lives with his mom. His mom was not happy. Don't blame her. Okay? Now, he's actually really lucky that all he did was shoot a hole in his roof. He's lucky he didn't shoot himself because he was being dumb. Now, with youth, there comes some stupidity. That's just a given. But, 
when it comes to something that has the ability to take a life, you really can't afford a whole lot of stupidity. So that is what changed the topic for today. Now we're going to look at training a new shooter from two different aspects. We're going to look at it from training a child, which I know a lot of people freak out over it, but if you follow the procedures that I'm going to lay down, training a child is actually best. And we're going to look at it from training an adult. Now, we're going to start off with a child. When I was really young, I don't know, four or five, I got one of the Red Rider Daisy BB guns. You know, the ones that you just pump one time, it puts the BB in and you shoots it. The velocity is so slow that if you watch carefully, you can see the BB leave the muzzle, okay? After a little while, I want to say probably when I got six, I got a better quality BB gun. Okay? Now, with Red Rider, I cannot tell you how many cans I killed. Soup cans, drink cans, um, soda bottles that were not for deposit bottles. That's right about the time that they started introducing the not for return button. No, it was after that. I never did shoot a for deposit bottle. I always took them back to the store. Well, anyway, stuff that you can just shoot, you know? Had made paper targets. And, you know, looking back, I shot a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have shot, but I never shot anybody. And I, I attribute the fact that I'm as good a shot as I am today to that early training. You know, I shot, honest to God, I shot uh, dragonflies off the woodpile. I shot lizards and a couple of times wasp's nests, not being real smart. But the first rule was to treat it like it was always loaded. The second rule was to never, ever point it at anybody. We never played war with our BB guns. Those were the two most critical rules. If you have a small child, a BB gun I think is actually probably the best place to start. You can still get the little Red Rider Daisy looking BB guns and they're not very expensive and you can buy a boatload of BBs and you can make you a cardboard box with some newspaper in it and uh, draw you off some circles and it'll teach you real time about aiming, 
my dad spent time and taught me how to shoulder the weapon properly, how to hold the weapon properly, how to carry it properly, and how to care for it. Now, with a Red Rider, there's not a lot of care that goes into it. There's a little bitty hole that you oil every now and then, and it just, it has like an arrow that says oil here. And that's it. That's, that's the sum totality of the care that is needed for that little Red Rider Vivigo. Now, if the child is a little older, you could go into Airsoft. Now, Airsoft actually has a lot of functional uses for training, practice, and teaching. Airsoft has a larger pallet, or BB, plastic BB. You can actually get Airsoft that are the, that look just like a real firearm and you can get them to where they weigh like a real firearm and function fairly closely to a real firearm. That'll help teach muscle memory, it does help teach aiming, and if, like I said, older kids, I know some boys that play war with airsoft. Now, if you get shot with airsoft, it hurts but it's one in a billion chances of actually really doing any real damage. I'm not a big fan of BBs or Airsoft playing war at all. I think a kid should spend a minimum of a year with a BB gun with the little red rider before they ever move up to anything else. And they should spend time with dad or mom or grandpa or whatever and be watched to make sure that they can handle it safely before you turn them loose to shoot dragonflies and lizards. Okay. Doing that teaches them a respect for all firearms. It teaches them that firearms can kill things. I feel sorry now for all the dragonflies that I cut into off the woodpile, but it taught me because if I missed, the dragon flew, fly flew away. So next time I had to take a little more time and aim. If I was shooting at the cardboard box, you know, I had to get it in that circle. Now the cardboard box with a newspaper has some benefits in that you can re-harvest all your ammunition for your BB gun. I've probably shot the same BB 10 or 15 times, numerous times, so that helps cut down on the expense, but the expense isn't that much anyway. If you're gonna do the airsoft thing, 
they make a biodegradable pellet for those that if you're going to use those and you're not going to use the cardboard box I strongly advise getting the biodegradable pellets that way you don't have plastic all in your yard the next step after you've trained them on the BB gun or the airsoft they've been on it for quite some time they've had a lot of supervision they've had enough supervision to where you're comfortable with allowing them limited time by themselves with a BB gun or the airsoft then you need to introduce them to cleaning real firearms now dad or mom or grandpa or grandma or aunt or uncle or somebody needs to make absolute certain that any firearm that the kid will handle at this point is empty it is unloaded and you're sitting there with them and you're teaching them how to disassemble to clean and to reassemble the firearm now i but way back when i think episode number five i talked about dove hunting and how that it was a tradition in our household that whenever you were going hunting anything the night before you cleaned your firearm now i'll be honest there were times that those firearms did not need to be cleaned but it was just something to help you get into the mindset of being ready to go hunting or the range or what have you when you're training a young shooter once they move into a real firearm I strongly suggest a 22 long rifle and I mean a rifle not a pistol that shoots long rifle rounds if at all possible even if it's not possible you can still make it work this way a single shot now I have an old 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 bolt action single shot 22 which I have trained several shooters with and then I've got my Ruger 1022 that I just I love to shoot now both of them are extremely accurate the single shot the reason that I suggest using the single shot for training is you can burn through some serious ammunition with the 1022 or the Marlin what is it 75 it's got the uh, the chamber load the tube load now my dad had a Sears and Roebuck tube load that would take 10 rounds and anything that's semi-automatic it's really easy for somebody who's just getting started to go pow 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 and then they they finally hit something and they feel like they've accomplished something because they broke something or they knock the can off or whatever but it took them five or six rounds to do it by using the single shot or even using 
the semi-automatic but only giving them one round at a time it forces them to focus more on aiming and that's just that helps a lot because they pay greater attention they don't get the instant gratification of being able to knock something over they're having to put each round in by itself now after the 22 because the 22 has no recoil and very little report that's your your bang your sound recoils your kick i think we've talked about that in the past okay after that then you can move up to something that has some recoil a child depending upon the build of the child the personality of the child and the goals of the child you could go either into a 410 or a 20 gauge now a 410 is a smaller shotgun round they're fairly small around they're actually in in diameter the same size as a 45 ACP they're gonna have more recoil it's gonna have more report but it's not gonna be a significant recoil it's not gonna be like some of the YouTube videos where these jerks of guys and I'm sorry that's what they are get some little girl and they give her a high-powered rifle or a high-powered shotgun and they don't teach her how to shoot and they just go well just shoot it and then they shoot it and it scares the girl or it knocks the girl down or anything like that that all that does is just piss me off sorry but I mean that's just you're hurting the firearms community by doing that you're being a jerk okay I know you may think it's funny but it's not you may have turned that person off from firearms for the rest of their life now let's go back to the boy at work after he told me what happened I said are you okay yeah yeah I was, I'm just really shook up I said well right now you're at a crossing point from this point on you can either become afraid of that firearm and wind up selling it and just hang it up and wait till you think you've matured a little or you can learn how to use that firearm and learn how to use it properly I know well that was a couple of days ago well tonight I approached him and I said you know what I said I've been thinking I said if you want to I said we'll make plans to go to the range and I will teach you how to use that firearm correctly okay I'd like that 
So we've taken a situation that could have been horribly bad and just wound up being stupidly bad. Could have been the end of his shooting career and have turned it into a learning experience even if it was a fairly expensive one because he had to fix the roof of his mom's house. Okay? 20 gauge is going to be a more multi-purpose. You can get a 20 gauge pump or a semi-automatic in a youth size anywhere from say $375 up to $1,200 depending on what you're doing now I am I like the semi-automatic I like the pump I'm not a big fan of the double gauge or the over and under just never have been I know there are people that just absolutely love them that's fine I'm not putting them down um, I'm just I'm personally not a fan okay if the child is of a big enough frame to handle the 20 gauge. The 20 gauge is something that it can grow with them for the rest of their life. You can change out the stock to an adult stock later on, or you can just leave it as it is, get them an adult one later on, and then they've got a youth shotgun to be able to hand down to their children. It's a progression. If at some point you want to add handguns in there, once again, start with a handgun that shoots 22 long rifle. The report on the handgun is going to be significantly louder than the report on the long gun or the rifle, but it's not going to be anywhere near the report of, say, a 38 or a 357 Magnum. You can do a semi-automatic, but if you do, once again, single loaded only put one shell in at a time I actually prefer training a new shooter with a revolver and I actually prefer training a new shooter with a revolver that has a hammer now the reason that I do that is because they have I want and I want it to be single action if I can get it and if not I want them to think it's single action to begin with I want them to have to cock it every single time before they fire. That forces them to slow down and to focus. You've got to teach stance, and you've, I mean, you've just got to take your time, be gentle, correct them, encourage them, but you got to let them know when they're doing right and when they're doing wrong. So, let's talk about training an adult shooter. Typically, you're not going to introduce an adult shooter to a BB gun. Now, I have a few folks because they were so fearful. And that's fine. And they went through the BB gun stage a lot quicker than the child would have. Because, you know, they're more confident, they've got a bigger frame. Once again, there is some benefit there 
if they're willing to do that because of the ability to reuse ammo and the ability to just train in your yard because a lot of the skills do transfer a lot of them if you're going to skip that step or those steps then go right into the 22 long rifle the rifle or the pistol now as an adult they can go you know what I really want to learn how to shoot a pistol that's fine go into the 22 long rifle pistol that teaches them the mechanics the stance the grip the aiming go through it take time watch them from the side help correct them they are never allowed to point it at anybody teach firearms safety if you're not comfortable teaching somebody find an instructor if sometimes it's very hard for a spouse to train a spouse or for a sibling to train a sibling it's not too difficult for a parent to train a child because there's that expectation that you know more but with a spouse or a sibling a lot of times they don't like taking instruction from someone that they see as their equal now I am blessed and then my wife is not that way. She loves going to the range with me because she thinks it's sexy. And she really does. She says that. When we, uh, especially if we're shooting sporting clays or whatever, when that sporting clay goes up and I just, I bust them all to smithereens, she just thinks that's hot. So she takes instruction from me fairly well. And I am thankful for that but be aware of the possibility that that may not be the case with you. Once you get them familiar with the 22, either the rifle or the pistol, and I actually suggest both, again, single shot or single load, single cartridge, then you can move up to a higher powered firearm. Again, with an adult 410 20 gauge is a good choice a lot of times with an adult you can skip the 410 stage and go right straight into the 20 but you have to warn them that there is going to be a significant difference in recoil now my wife she loves the 22 she loves the pistol she doesn't mind the 410 I don't have a 20 gauge, I've got a 12 gauge, Remington 1100. It's got a little bit more recoil than what she's uh, confident with. So we're gonna get her a 20 gauge. Now, the 223 has very little recoil. It's a larger round than the 22, even though it's in the same family of calibers. She likes shooting it. She likes the 38. 357's got a little bit more recoil, but she can handle it. I believe that gradual progression is always going to be your friend 
when it comes to training a new shooter. You don't want to go from a 22 to a 30 out six or an eight millimeter Mauser. The difference in recoil is so significant that you may ruin a new shooter. Now here's the deal though. It's always worth training a new shooter if you're proficient yourself. Because every time a new shooter is trained, the Second Amendment gets stronger. And we need as many responsible gun owners out there as we can have. We need as many concealed carry permit holders as we can have. Okay? If you enjoyed this show, give it a thumbs up, a rating, a share, whatever. I would really appreciate it. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and several other podcast directories. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ruraleconomist, one word. We're doing a gardening series, and we're doing a wild edible series, and we're adding videos weekly, sometimes more than that. This week, I will actually have added three videos, so there's a lot of opportunity out there for you to learn. I appreciate you. Step by step, we're bringing rural back. Bye-bye.